smart mouth Drawing me in and you kicking me out You've got my head spinning No kidding, I can't pin you down What's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm right And I'm so dizzy Don't know what hit me But I'll be alright My head's underwater But I'm breathing fine You're crazy and I'm out of my mind Cause all of me loves all of you Love your curves and all your edges All your perfect imperfections Give your all to me I give my all to you You're my end and my beginning Even when I lose I'm winning Cause I give you all of me And you give me all of you oh. How many times do I have to tell you Even when you're crying you're beautiful too The world is beating you down My rhythm and blues I can't stop singing It's ringing in my head for you My head's underwater But I'm breathing fine You're crazy and I'm out of my mind Cause all of me loves I give you all
The king is here. Hello, everyone, and how are, how is everyone doing this wonderful morning? It's 10.05 here in Texas. Beautiful day in Texas, by the way. It is a blistering, I think it's like 73 degrees right now, which, I mean, I am not a winter person at all. I fucking hate the winter. That's one of the big reasons why I left Washington State was for that reason. Fucking hate it. You know, today's today I'm in a weird mood. I, I've been I've been really in my in my feels lately. And it's kind of crazy. It's unusual for me for the fact that I'm not a lovey dovey love song person. But lately I've been freaking obsessed with John Legend and Ed Sheeran. And their music is really, really, really fucking good. The first song that I played when I went on the air was by John Legend. I think the song was All of Me. And it's an amazing, it's an amazing song. I didn't realize that there are really good songs other than punk and metal and rap. I, I, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I understand back in the olden days, you know, in the 50s and 60s, where, uh, where you know, the music was amazing. But nowadays, it's not, it's not very common that you can find um, songs out here now that are just simply badass and i fortunately have found two of them it's kind of weird maybe it's the holidays maybe it's uh it's one of those deals where yeah you know it, it, make, it makes me all moody i don't know but it's not a bad thing i mean everyone everyone has to find something to enjoy to latch on to and to make themselves i mean like i said you can't you you can't be hardcore 24-7. I've tried. I've tried it for so many years. I've tried it for a lot of my life. And it's not working. I mean, it works sometimes for the most part. Like 98% of the time, I can I can uh, kick puppies and push old people off of their, their uh, walkers and, and wheelchairs. But, you know, there's some times where I just, I just need to get in my feels and... Lately, the last couple of days, it's it's been kind of weird. It's been, I've been in the fields. You know, it's not it's not a bad thing. Hopefully, everyone's morning is doing well, and it's uh, it's going good. I have a pretty good show. At least I I would hope that I I have a pretty good show lined up for everyone. I'm not sure. I, you know, I really need to learn how to multitask. I'm over here trying to open up my show notes and it's not, it's not working. So I brought up, I, the, the, I brought the reasons for being soft and, and being, you know, in my, in my feels and all lovey dovey right now. You know, I was watching some videos when, when late at night, 
since I work graveyard, it, it takes me a little while for me to go to sleep when I'm on my days off. Uh, you know, I try to get my sleep schedule back on on point so I can sleep with my wife at night, laid next to bed or lay in bed next to her. Since I'm, you know, four days out of the week, I'm sleeping during the day and, and she's at work and she sleeps alone by at, at night by herself. But I was watching these videos and I, I think this is the whole reason why, why it prompted me to talk about being being soft hearted and, you know, being in my feels. What's the fucking point of slamming beers? I don't understand what makes you think you're tough or you're badass that, you know, I'm going to slam a beer. Yeah, woo, party, rock star. You know what it is? Party. I don't, I don't get it. I, why, what's the point of slamming beer? I never, I mean, I, I try to race somebody when I drank beer. All it did was make me bloated. It made me sick. And it made me not enjoy the whole reason why I got the fucking beer to begin with. I don't, I don't understand the whole concept of it. Or shotgunning beers. You pop a hole in your beer, pop on the top, and then, and then drink the beer, suck the beer out all at once. You know, for all those tough guys who say that, you know, sucking anything is gay, they do sure uh, make a good point on, on showing off their skills when they're shotgunning beers. I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm not, it's not factual, but I, I don't understand it. I, I mean, I've always enjoyed sipping on my beer, drinking. I mean, I, I drink a ton of them, don't get me wrong, but I, I never understood slamming the beers and then the beer get all over you. It like drips down your chin and then down on your neck and then you smell like fucking beer and ass. It's disgusting. I just I just never found the glory or the the rush to slam and shotgun my beers. That makes no fucking sense to me. But I mean, again, maybe I'm not tough enough. Maybe I'm not I'm not one of those uh, one of those guys that understands the bro code. You know, like whoa, bro, let's go slam some beers, bro. Is I'm wearing a fucking polo shirt and some boat shoes or some shit like that, part of a fraternity. I never understood that. Enjoy drinking a nice cold beer with my with some friends, family, you know, at a decent pace. You're right. You're absolutely right, George. There's no reason why you. Well, what's the point? You want to get fucked up? Then buy stronger beer. <laughs> By slamming the beer and wasting your money is not going to happen. So what happens if you if you're broke because you only work three and a half hours that week at Builder Bear and you only had enough to buy a six pack? You shotgun slash waste five of them now you have one beer left and you're not drunk yeah it doesn't make any sense to me it's fucking idiots but you know again i i've never been considered a tough and mr alpha male according to all the bros but you know just just let it know that whoever i meet my hands are rated y for you <laughs> oh my boy i tell you now nah, fuck all that tequila shit dude the last time i had tequila was I think my wife and I were separated and I had it with my older sister and Jesse, my cousin. I believe so. And I don't remember anything after that. I just remember that. Wait, no, no, no. That was a different time. So you know, I'm not a liquor drinker. I can't do the liquor. I, I try to get into drinking scotch. I drank scotch for a while because I thought I was Mr. Sophisticated. Let's sit down and talk politics and world issues. Yes, my friend, go ahead and take a seat right here in my lounge chair. Let me get my smoke jacket and a nice glass of scotch. This is how we are sophisticated people drink our booze. Now, fuck all that. I tried drinking scotch. I drank a Johnny Walker Red Label, which is absolutely horrible. And then I drank, uh, was it Johnny Walker Black Label? And then I was making my way up. My goal was to, was to get all the way up to Johnny Walker Blue. 
But then when I realized that Johnny Walker Blue was like two hundred and fifty fucking dollars a bottle for a little bottle, I was like, eh. You know, I think I'll just stick to some uh, better priced booze. And that's when I discovered, uh, was it Red Stripe, Amber Bock, and there was another, oh, uh, Stella Artois. And there's another beer that I really, really liked. I can't remember now because it's been so long since I had a drink. But I, I you know, I, I, I could never do the alcohol. I could never do the whiskey. I've done the whiskeys. I've done, uh, what was it? I've done Southern Comfort. I've done uh, Jim, not Jim Bean. I've done, uh, what is that shit called? Uh, the, the most famous one. What's the most famous fucking liquor out there for all the white boys out there? What, what is that shit called? Jack Daniels. I've done Jack and Coke. I've done SoCo. I've done Southern Comfort. I've done uh, Buchanan's. I've had, uh, there's some other Irish whiskey that I can't think of. I mean, they're, they're fine, but I just, I'm just not that kind of guy. I, I'm not a liquor kind of guy. I, I mean, uh, oh, fu- okay, here's a story about Crown, by the way, George. Fuck you and Brit for bringing that up, man. I almost died. You, made, you just made my eye twitch. Now I have goddamn PTSD again. So, okay, check it out. Here's my crown story. And this is one of the main reasons why I'm like, fuck alcohol altogether. So my wife and I were separated. And I was hanging out with my cousin, Jesse. I was drinking a lot. I mean, every single day, every single minute, every single time that I had a chance, I would drink. I mean, I was drinking 24 hours a day. I went to work drunk. I went, I went everywhere. Dr- I mean, I was drunk 99% of the time. I mean, I even think when I was asleep, I was fucking drunk. It was ridiculous. Well, okay, one day my cousin says, uh, hey, man, you know, I'm off the next day. I'm like, damn, fool, I'm off too. We should go, you know, we should just go on a bender. So we wake up at, I mean, I was up at 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Him and I were in the front yard having a, a cigarette and we started drinking. You know, I had, I had some beers left over. He had some beers left over. So that just that morning between 8 and 9 a.m. after having a half a pack of cigarettes, him and I killed a 20 pack of beer just right out the gate. Well, then our other cousin Dagos, you know, says, yo, what, what, are we going to school? And I'm like, motherfucker, we're, we're not going anywhere. What we're going to do is we're going to go have fun. And so we kidnapped him and we took off. Well, we met with another cousin of Jesse's called Flea. His name is Flea. And so we started, we started drinking from nine, from about nine, eight thirty, nine eight, from between nine, nine, eight and nine AM, Jesse and I started drinking. Again, we already killed a 20-pack of beer. We're already 10 beers deep each. Well, we stop at the store, and we decide, hey, we should grab another, some more beer. And so we grab a 30-pack, and so a 30-pack divided into three of us. You know, we, we, had, we had a decent amount of booze for, for the three of us, so that's another 10 beers each. All right, well, that, I'm already a 20-pack in, and it's not even noontime. So we head over to another cousin's house and we we're out of money. I am completely dead broke. My cousin Jesse's complete dead broke. Dagos is is completely broke. We have no money. Well, the the cousin we're at my cousin's flea house. I mean not cousin. Well, we're at our cousin's flea's house. Well, he's technically not my cousin, but I, I consider him a cousin. His ass says, "Yo, I have a few beers here. Do you want to drink them?" We're like, "Yeah." So we drank some beer. And we, you know, I, I, he had another, I think it was another 20 pack. So 20 beers divided into four people. That's just more beer added to my count. Well, some random ass dude who came over and he's all, yo, I want to get fucked up. My wife just left, well, just left me. I'm like, damn, check it out, man. You and I are one of the same because my wife and I are separated and I'm feeling blue, even though I wasn't, I was too intoxicated and too, too out of it to realize what my true actual feelings were. So, I mean, I masked the way I felt with tons and tons of alcohol just so I won't have that feeling. Well, this dude says, look, man, I don't have any beer, but I have this. And he pulls out a bottle of Casadores tequila. 
And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's about to get down. We're going to throw some parties. Woo! You know, and so we all take a shot of tequila. Now, mind you, just by the just by the the goddamn smell of tequila makes me gag. I mean, just even when I'm sober, it, it doesn't matter. I smell it. I'm like, I mean, it's fucking gross. Tequila to me is one of the worst smelling booze of, of, of all time. So we take a shot, and then a few minutes later, we take another shot, and then a few minutes later, we take another shot. I've, I'm already three shots down, plus whatever amount of beers that I already drank. Fine, you know? So we take off, and we head out to someone else's house, and I don't even remember why, because it's just starting to get fuzzy for me already. Well, they bring out a bottle of, what is that called? It wasn't, it wasn't Casadores, it was Gimador. They put out a bottle of Gimador tequila. Everyone takes another shot, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I can't take any more shots. I'm good, but I'll take a beer. So I started drinking some more beer. And luckily for me, you know, because I, you know, I'm, I'm health conscious and fitness is my, is my, is my way of life. I was drinking Coors Light. You know, I mean, I, I have to be responsible. I can't just, you know, let loose and let go of all my inhibitions and start drinking like Budweiser. So I, I was drinking Coors Light like a responsible adult. You know, mind you, I, I'm, I'm 20 something years old. I, I'm like a day over 22 or some shit like that. I'm super young. So they kill that bottle of tequila. And so we head out. And I'm, I mean, I think right there at that, at that other person's house, we drink another, I personally drink another 12 beers around there. And so when, <laughs> when, uh, when we're done with there, where my cousin Jesse's all, yo, I need to get back home because my wife is, is, you know, she, she's just, uh, she wanted me to stay home tonight. I'm like, sweet. I like your wife. She's an amazing woman. Let's go ahead and head back to your house. Now, by the way, his house at the time, or his mom's house, was right down the street from my mom's house. And unfortunately, by default, because I didn't have a house because my wife and I were separated at the time, I was staying at my mom's house for that 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 ridiculous period amount of time. That ridiculous period where my wife and I were separated. So for some way and odd reason, we end up back. I, I mean, mind you, we've, we're all pretty toasted at this point. But my cousin says, yo, I'm, I'm the most sober person. I can drive. We're like, yeah, well, fuck it. Of course you can. I can't because I can barely talk straight. Like, I'm speaking in cursive right now. This is how fucked up I am. So we end up back in my tia's house. My, my, uh, my cousin's wife, his name is, her name is Maria. She's like, oh, my gosh, are you guys hungry? And I'm like, man, I'm really not but I want some more beer. And so, I mean, by this time, I think it's around five or six o'clock in the evening, seven o'clock in the evening. It's somewhere around there. We, we've managed to stay out from nine o'clock in the morning until that time. And now we're at my Tia's house and, you know, they, they bring out some more booze. So I'm like, great. You know, I'm drinking. So before that, I mean, that was, so before uh, I'm drinking more beer, my cousin's like, yo, I don't have any more beer, man. He's like, all I have is whatever we're drinking. And I'm like, damn, if well, I only had eight beers, I want some more. And uh, so, my, you know, I'm, I'm still I'm still wanting to get drunk. I was in one of those moods where like, man, I want to get fucked up. I want to get completely obliterated. So. Here's, this is where the part where it gets it gets where I'm like fuck you George for bringing for even bringing this up. So my cousin says, "Look man, I don't have any more beer, but I have this." And he goes into his mom's room 
and brings out this bottle of Crown Royal. It's a brand new bottle straight out the purple pouch. Oh, I'm like, I'm like getting, I'm getting gross taste in my mouth right now. Just, just telling everyone this story. And so he tells me, Hey man, do you want to drink this? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I'm like, I'm down, you know, cause I ain't no punk bitch. This is how I roll. And so he pours me. <laughs> so he gets out the biggest goddamn plastic, plastic, uh, uh, tumbler cup that you can get. He fills this goddamn cup up to about, I don't know. It's almost to the brim of the cup. And my, and my, uh, my cousin's wife, Maria looks at me, looks at Jesse and he's all, she's asking me, are you okay with that? And I'm all, yeah, just put some orange juice in it. That way it doesn't taste gross. Now, mind you, this is an, a large plastic cup and it, and my cousin Jesse filled it up to almost the exact top of the goddamn thing. So my cousin Maria pulls out the tampico. I think that's what it's called. Or, you know, it's a Mexican version of orange juice. It's not really orange juice, but it's not really a bunch of other stuff. She barely puts a little drip drop on the top. I mean, it's barely like, boop. And, you know, she she humors me and mixes it. And I I grab it. I'm like, cool. And so I drink this crap, this poison. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, this stuff is outrageous and so i'm thinking i'm a big boy clone and so i I drink the whole goddamn cup full of crown royal now this is again i i have been drinking since eight o'clock in the morning and so i drink this entire plastic tumbler of crown royal with a spit of orange juice i drink this entire thing well, during the process, and I remember this part, but this is all I remember. Now, during this process, when I finished drinking, my cousin, my, my cousin Maria, or my, my cousin's wife, Maria, and my cousin Jesse, are, 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 we're having all, we're, all three of us are having a conversation. Well, sometime around the conversation, I go deaf. I can't hear not a goddamn word. Like, I literally can't hear shit anyone is saying, but I could see people's lips moving. And so I walk, I, I'm, I'm looking at my cousins and I'm all, yo, uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm shaking my head and my, I, I, I can see their lips moving, but I can't hear anything. It's like, I am completely deaf. And what does my cousin Jesse do? He pours the rest of the goddamn bottle inside of this tumbler cup. And what did I do? I drank it like a dummy. And so I'm again, I'm deaf. I can't hear anything. The last thing, the last thing I remember was being walked back to my mom's house and vomiting a trail like I was Hansel and fucking Gretel. But instead of leaving breadcrumbs, I was leaving vomit marks all the way from my aunt's house all the way to my mom's house. Now, mind you, this is about two houses separating from my mom's house to my tia's house. It's not a long distance. But apparently, I almost jumped off and committed suicide off the fucking sidewalk. I almost got hit by a car because I couldn't walk straight. Now, this is all secondhand information that I'm getting. I, I, don't, I, I don't remember any of this. I remember getting into the house. Oh, so it was a Saturday onto a Sunday. That, okay, so the, my days of the week were, were messed up. So I, I, I did this bender from Saturday morning until Sunday morning. I, I, I get walked home. I can't get up the stairs without being helped. Apparently I almost fell off the fucking steps. I couldn't open the door. And so finally I get, I get in there. I, I've, I've thrown up about a dozen times now in just that short period. I finally make it into the house and apparently I pass out. 
The next morning at 8 a.m., I wake up to this horrendous, disgusting smell of just ass and feet and sm- and, and smegma and fucking gooch. I wake up to the most horrendous, disgusting smell. Immediately, I jump up and I need to go vomit. I run into the bathroom and there I am, bleh, bleh, you know, throw, throwing up whatever's left of what was inside of me. So I come back into the living room and I look at everyone. And again, I'm, I am tore up. I'm still drunk. I, I don't know what's going on. I just know that there's a bunch of people eating some sort of poisonous food that was probably left out from the mid, the medieval times. And now it is rancid and disgusting. Come to find out all it was, was just regular menudo. The, the smell hit me so lopsided that the menudo was completely disgusting. It made me vomit again. It was a bad day. It, it was a bad day. And again, that's why I'm like, fuck Crown Royal. I'm sure whatever liquor that it was that, that, in, that ended up my, ended my night, I would feel that same way. But Crown Royal tried to kill me. I, I'm pretty sure the Canadian sent an assassin via Crown Royal to take me out of this world to get rid of the King of Radio. Ugh, you know, on that note, we need to take a break. We're going to listen to Ed Sheeran Perfect.
Rolling Stones with Beast of Burden. Probably one of the most badass songs that has ever been made. I think so. Well, that was my why I never drink alcohol. Well, that's not the reason. I don't drink alcohol for a lot of reasons, but I mean, when I almost died, and see, I didn't learn my lesson with that. I survived. I'm just going to go ahead and drink some more. And then I drank for another six or seven years. I think I, I was I was an alcoholic for, I think, eight or nine years total. And I was, I, when I mean an alcoholic, I was, I was a heavy drinker, both weight-wise and consumption-wise. You know, I found a way to crack the code on Facebook. I have Facebook, but I don't use it a lot. I use it one day, maybe twice a week, and that's to promote the radio show, promote the podcast. And I realized that I cracked the code. I re- and the reason why I cracked the code, let me, let me share it with you. I have the I have Facebook on my desktop computer. This is where I produce my shows from, but I don't have it on my phone. The reason being is because I, I've I've I get really sick and tired of hearing all of the fucking political shit that's going on right now. Like everybody now is a political expert. People have something to say about everything. Some people say that they, oh, the vaccine is this. Oh, the vaccine is that. Oh, Republicans this. Oh, Democrats that. Oh, Trump this. Oh, Trump that. Shut up. Just shut up. God damn. Who cares? That's your opinion. You don't have to force it on everybody. But I understand that the 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 cesspool that is Facebook with the people's opinions. A lot of people get all tough and realize, you know, hey, I can say what I want on Facebook, but in real life. I can't say anything. Boy, I tell you. And that's one of the reasons why I, I, I've, I mean, I've deleted and reactivated Facebook at least 30 times in my entire existence or the entire existence of Facebook. I, I just keep deleting it because I get so worked up and I know that if I start saying stuff back to certain people, it's going to end all bad. And the last thing I want, and it's, most of it is for family. I mean, most of it is, is you know, coming from family members. And the last thing I want is for my mother to receive phone calls about my attitude. It's like, I'm 40 goddamn years old. You're still going to, you're going to call my mom. So Anita, your son is being an asshole. Shut your ass up. God damn. Boy, I tell you. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's, it's insane how grown up people want to be. But at the same time, when things don't go their way, they're all of a sudden upset about the about the fact that it didn't go their way. If you can't handle your opinions, if you can't handle someone debating with you or answering you back, then don't put anything on the on the, on the net. Don't put anything on the Facebooks. That's just the bottom line. So I want to thank everybody, and uh, this is not not everybody. Let me let me let me let me rephrase that. So I want to have a big uh, thanks for the for looking out to, for me for my two uh, listeners who are always messaging me, my brother Marcos and George. Thank you for watching out, man. I appreciate you guys very, very much. Insert sarcasm. I went back and listened to the last show. Why didn't you guys tell me that my transitions were horrible? I'm over here trying to sound good. You know, I'm the king of radio, and you guys are making me look like a jester on the radio. I try to get my transitions and I'm listening to it back and, and I'm, it cu- I'm cutting myself off. I'm, I'm having horrible, horrible transitions. And yet, you guys just let me ride. Just le- let me hang it in the wind like that. I see how it is. I 
I completely bombed the show last week because of my transitions. My transitions were horrible. My transitions weren't very good. And I, I, uh, I couldn't, <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't understand why it was so bad. And then when I listened to it, I'm like, oh shit, my timing was way off. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for watching out on that one. I appreciate that. So Christmas time, Christmas time is here. Christmas is among, is among us. You know, have you guys heard about that whole ridiculous shit where there's a war on Christmas? The left wants to eliminate Christmas and the right wants to bring it back and all this other bullshit. What's bl what blows my mind about this whole Christmas thing. You know, I, I like Christmas. I, even though I'm atheist, I don't believe in it because it was the birth of Christ. There's no way that the birth of Christ was that important. It, it, it's insane to me that, that anything, I mean, originally it was like a pagan holiday and we turned it into what it is now. But it cracks me up. I mean, a few years ago, when when Starbucks decided to put Happy Holidays and not or don't put Christmas on their on their cups, people lost their mind. People were out of their minds talking about, oh my gosh, this is a, a war on Christmas. Let's say Merry Christmas. The uh, the devils, the devil worshippers are taking Christmas away from us. We need Christmas. Merry Christmas. But yet. We have people here who have religious freedom, who don't celebrate Christmas, but then are are expected to be forced to say Merry Christmas to others because it offends the people who want Christmas to stay in, in fashion. Christmas hasn't gone anywhere. Just because people don't tell you Merry Christmas, don't get your, your, your dandruff in a rough, man. Not everyone believes in Christmas. People have believe in other things. If people believe in, in worshiping baby goats wrapped in holiday wrapping, then that's what they believe in. They don't have to say Merry Christmas. That's selfish. But if you ask a lot of people, especially on, on, on the Facebook, there's a war on Christmas and people are trying to take away the religious aspect of, of Christmas. No, because, I mean, the, the religious aspect has gone way away over the years. And it's not even considered a, a, a religious offer for baby Jesus. Come on now. But there's a war on Christmas. There's no war on Christmas. That's you. That's you being all soft. It's so funny. The people who yell that other people are snowflakes are the biggest snowflakes of all. They're the biggest sensitive ones in the entire existence of snowflakes. But the ones who, who say, dude, shut up. You don't have to say Merry Christmas if, to anyone if you don't want to. If, you, if, if uh, consumers want to reach the mass population that's out there, they don't have to put Merry Christmas on any of their merchandise. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Go shop at like Hobby Lobby where they're all Christians and hate the gays and, and do everything that's, that's Christian and religious based. Go shop there. You don't have to shop anywhere else. But here's a big shocker. Did you know that the United States does not have a determined or a, an assigned or, or predominant religion? It's not a religious country. There is no, like uh, in the Middle East, we have, uh, we have Muslim. Then uh, we have, you know, in, uh, what is it? In Southern other countries, it's Protestant. It's, it's, Catholic, it's Catholicism, Christianity. Those are established, identified religions for that country. Here in the United States, we don't. Here's even a better one. The United States doesn't even have a, a, a language. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no designated language. That, like, you know, in, uh, let me see, in the Middle East, they speak uh, Arabic. In, in certain parts of China, they speak uh, Cantonese or Mandarin and stuff like that. Here in the United States, English isn't even the language. 
We don't have an established language here in the United States. Why? Because it's a land of immigrants. It's a land of multi-personality, multicultural, just multilingual everything. But it, it, it's always a crack of what people are like, this is America, speak English. This is America, speak what you want. The fuck said that? Look it up. There's no, there's, no, there's no determined language here in the States. But yeah, you have all these people talking about, it's, it's America, speak English. Shut your dumb ass up. There is no designated established language here in the States because we're a country of multinational, it's multicultural. Just like there's no established religion here because it's multi-religions, multicultural. We have religions from all over the world here. And a matter of fact, if you want to get crazy about it, our forefathers, our our founding forefathers, our founding fathers of this country wanted to separate church and state. They didn't even want to have an established religion because they they escaped from religious persecution and taxation from England. But no, you talk to the wannabe purists and the people who think they know, they don't know. Since it's, since it's Christmas, we're going to play a, a Christmas song right now. I, I need to get off my political rant. I need to reset my brain. I need to play a good, wholesome Christmas song. That way I, I get my brain reset. We can sp- go on with the show about other topics. I just had to go on my rant and rave. Again, I am the king of radio. You're listening to the Graveyard Grumbler radio show on Studio King. Share the link. Tell everyone to join the show because I think it's the best morning show out in the world right now. I am the Graveyard Grumbler, a.k.a. the King of Radio. Let's listen to a Christmas song. I don't listen to a lot of Christmas songs, so I want, I'm want i sharing this song from the bottom of my heart. Please enjoy it. This is my appreciation. This is how much I love Christmas. This is one of my favorite Christmas songs ever, ever to be created. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. Don't go that way, Rudolph. 
inside the ghetto. <laughs> Those boys and girls, they don't deserve anything. Santa Claus, Santa Claus, where you been? I see you got cookies and milk on your chin. I guess you had time to collect your ends. You always been down for your rich friends. But Rudolph, he don't bring this sleigh my way. Nothing but coal and dirt for little Jay. I guess you couldn't fit down my chimney shaft. You need to lose some of that fat ass. All the little rich boys, they get paid. Insane Cloud Posse, Santa Claus, or Santa's a Fat Bitch. One of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. It's going to catch on. I swear it will. Hello, everyone. It is 1047 a.m. Texas time in the gorgeous country of the United States of America. The crazy thing is that there's even better looking countries out around the world. And I really desperately want to go to the United Kingdom. I want to go to England. I want to go to every little country that's out in the United Kingdom. I am completely obsessed with that area and i want to go have a spot of tea and enjoy a crumpet i don't know if that's what they actually eat i know they eat biscuits which i believe it's cookies here i want to have some crisps i want all that stuff out in england graveyard grumbler aka the king of radio you're listening to the graveyard grumbler radio show on studio king i'm sorry on radioking.com studio king is what i'm using to produce my my show on the air. So you know what's one of the saddest things here that's happened here in the United States? And it's it's really insane, man. It it blows my mind with the amount of school shootings that we've had. Are they preventable? Maybe. I mean, if you look at the history, there wasn't very many school shootings back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I mean, there was other atrocities that occurred, but there wasn't school shootings. 
with the latest school shooting there in Michigan, where the parents are actually being held accountable for this kid's actions because they bought him a gun. They encouraged it. Uh, apparently the teacher, uh, and I'm not going to give this kid credit. I'm not going to give this kid any name. I'm not going to name him. I'm not going to give him any more publicity than he already has. But the parents are actually being brought up on charges for uh, negligent gun ownership, uh, the supplying of a deadly weapon and the conspiracy or something of assistance, some shit like that for a, a, a murder, for mur most murders. I mean, he shot four or five people, killed four or five people. But what are the tall tale signs when you have someone who's in distress to where you, you know, you want to take action? I mean, for, for kids who are, are obsessed with guns or weapons, you can't really focus that if the dad and the mom are obsessed with guns as well. You know, it's really difficult to, to pinpoint a bad or an obsession with weapons. You know, any kid who has something that deadly, that powerful, they're going to be obsessed with it. Same thing with knives. I mean, I was obsessed with knives when I was a kid. My dad owned a bunch of knives and I was, I wanted a knife so bad, but I didn't really, I, I didn't ever understood the, the severity and, and the damage that a knife could do to human flesh. I didn't know that. I, I mean, I, I, again, I was ignorant and I was uneducated at the time. I was, I was a little kid, but with this, with this kid, I mean, he kills four people in a school shooting. We've had multiple school shootings. And the first thing that, that blows my mind is that gun sales and ammo sales go up whenever there's a school shooting because of the fear that their guns are going to get taken away. Nobody's guns are going to get taken away. They haven't been taken away in the, in the, in the whole existence of the United States. What makes you think that this is going to get their guns taken away? Are they going to have more strict laws? Of course there will be. Eventually there will be, but no one's going to take your guns away. That's ridiculous. And that's one of the biggest fear mongering. What is that called? Uh, narratives that people push just so so they can boost sales. And that's been proven by the NRA where they start putting all this crap that the guns are going to get taken away and gun sales are actually through the roof. Now, me personally, I am a second amendment advocate. I, I, I have a gun myself and I'm planning on buying another one. So, be responsible as an adult. I'm not going to get too much on this episode. I mean, on this, on this information, I, I'm, I'm not, it's just, it just brought up to my mind. I saw a news article on it yesterday and I just want to put it on the radio show, but no one's going to take your guns away, be a responsible gun owner and just don't be an asshole. Lock your guns up and don't let your kids become completely assessed with them. If you want the kids to know about it, educate them, take them to where, you know, the shooting range, let them know the severity. And if you see them isolating, you see them being depressed, you see them Doing things that aren't typical, pay attention to the kid and get some help for the kid. I mean, it's that simple. Just showing the kid that you actually give a fuck when knowing that a loving way can actually save a lot of people's lives. Again, I'm not going to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, I'm not going to I'm not going to spend too much time about it. I'm not going to give this kid a whole bunch of uh, publicity, but. It's sad. I mean, school shootings should never happen. Unfortunately, they do. It's a sad part of our reality here in the United States. Another news that I, that I wanted to talk about today was the truck driver who was sentenced to 110 years. Now, I was, I was talking to my friend Anna about this, and I completely flew off the rails. I didn't fly off the rails as far as yelling and screaming, but I didn't realize what the narrative was. I didn't understand the one-sided sentencing 
that occurred with this individual. 110 years for a guy who was going downhill down in Colorado. There was a huge strike about it. There, I mean, there was trucks that re completely refused to go into Colorado. If you look it up, if you look up truck, str truck strike in Colorado, you're going to see miles and miles of big rigs lined up on the side of the highways because they refused to enter Colorado until something was redone or, or re-evaluated and re, what is it called? Retried for a lesser sentence. So the, uh, the, the short version of the story was that this guy was going downhill, fully loaded. He lost his brakes. His brakes burned out. He had no control of his rig. And he, uh, he passed at least one runaway truck uh, ramp as he was goes flying downhill. Now, he reached speeds up to 90 miles an hour. 90 miles an hour plus 80,000 pounds. You're, 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 it's, a, it's a locomotive out of control that's going to do a lot of damage. And unfortunately, it did. It killed several people. I don't know the exact number. I just briefly... I briefly skimmed over the, the article, but my friend Anna was asking me what I thought about it. And my initial reaction, my knee-jerk reaction was he gets what he deserves. As a professional driver, you're supposed to have control of your truck 1,000% of the time. There's no excuse. If you have, if you have failed to do your pre-trip properly and you, something breaks and you lose control, then you are 100% responsible for any and every action after that occurrence. So in this case, this guy, I'm, I don't know how many years he was driving. I don't know exactly everything. I just know that when you're going downhill, you must have the proper gear. You can't ride your brakes. You're going to burn your brakes and they're going to go. And this is exactly what happened to this individual. Well, when I started reading more about the story, if you look at it, this gentleman received 110 years in prison. But if you look at other, and again, this guy's a Latino, and I, again, I, I'm not wanting to make race uh, the most important thing of this story, but in this case, this is the most important thing of the story. In that same state of Colorado, there was other people who have been drunk driving and killed more people than this than than the this truck driver killed. Did they receive 110 years? No. They barely received probation. A slap on the wrist. Maybe a month in jail. Maybe a year, depending on what they've had. Now this guy has this truck driver hasn't had any incidents before that. He was, his record was clean as far as I know from what was reported. This was his first major accident. Unfortunately, result, it resulted in the death of several people. 110 years. Drunk drivers who've killed more people only received less than five years. Again, this guy was sober. He lost his brakes, killed people. I understand that. He's a professional driver. I understand all that. But what I don't understand is how are you going to get 110 years, but someone who was drunk driving, knew what they were doing, drinking and driving, gets behind the wheel, kills people, kills a family, and receive significantly less amount of prison time, if any. And the cases that I'm referring to, all of these ind individuals happen to be white, happen to be Caucasian, where they were given less sentencing. The justice system is lopsided, everyone. I mean, if you, do, if you don't want to believe it, then look it up. P 
people of color are receiving way more time in prison versus people, white Americans. That is st- statistically proven. Hell, the whole reason why prisons were created was to keep people of color locked up. Now, Anna, I, if you're listening to the show, which I hope you are, since you're my BFFFFF, I want to apologize on the radio that I completely flew off the handle and disregarded everything what you were trying to insinuate and what you were pointing at. Now we're going to have this, you know, having this conversation again. No, do I believe that he deserves 110 years? Absolutely not. Do I believe he, he deserves some sort of punishment? 100%. As a professional driver, you need to know the ins and outs of your truck and what grades and how to go down a hill safely. Does he deserve jail time for killing people? Yes, he does. 100%. I believe his license should be restricted, if not taken away indefinitely. This is stuff that you learn day one when you're getting your license. This isn't something that isn't taught. They teach you how to go down grades. They teach you how to catch gears. And they teach you how not to burn your brakes out. So yes, he should be punished for that reason. But 110 years when other people who have killed more people in vehicle accidents are getting less time, if any, and they happen to be the opposite race and color of, of this Latino driver, that's, that's really unfair. And when that needs to be fixed. I mean, the judicial system is, is really broken. It's favored. Now, not all of it. There's, there's some people that do have show equality, but for the most part, it isn't. We're going to take a break. The Beatles, A Hard Day's Night. It's been a hard Cause when I get you alone 
All day I dream about sex. One of my favorite metal bands of all times. Keep the change, you filthy animal. An amazing song. You know, I grew up in a rough neighborhood. It's not, it's not, it's not a secret. A lot of people who know me knew I grew up in a really bad neighborhood. I grew up in Bakersfield, California, on Casino Street, right, be- right behind Watts and right on the side of Cottonwood. It's a pretty rough neighborhood. I grew up in an all-crip neighborhood. And as a kid, you don't realize how bad your neighborhood is until you get older and you start looking and realizing all the dangers that surround you. And I I was, for some reason, my aunt Julia was a goddamn drive-by shooting magnet. Every time I was with her, and this is no joke, every single time I was with her, we were witness to or caught in the middle of a drive-by. There was one time where we went to go shoot. I went with her to go get some beer down the street. Like this is right down the street from our house, right down. I mean, down on the corner from our house, Cottonwood and uh, Casino at DNA Market. We went last one night. It was Saturday night. It was uh, we, everyone was at the house hanging out. We drive over to drive over to the DNA Market to grab some beer. While we were there, there was a car in front of us, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere. People just jumped out from, from behind this wall and started shooting at the car in front of us. Now, when I mean shooting, I mean, you can see the bullets hitting the car. You can see the windshields shattering as they are shooting up this car. So the car hits reverse, smashes right in front of, right into the front of my aunt's car. Pow! So you hear gunshots. Ta, ta, ta. My, instead of my aunt hitting reverse on her car, she throws her hands up like, I am not doing anything. And then they're continuing to shoot at the car for some weird reason. Luckily, I think because they realized that, you know, I'm the king of, I was going to be the king of radio in the future. The, my, our car wasn't hit. Nothing. We were unscathed. Everything was, was free. So let's rewind a little bit. I always wanted a dog as a child. Now, all this, all this is going to tie into the story. I always wanted a dog. I wanted a good dog. I've had some used dogs in the past where they were just little assholes. They just didn't listen and we'd get rid of them. Or we would have a puppy. It would escape and it would get run over by a car. I had about a thousand and five Sparkies because that's the only cool name that I could think of. Well, one day my dad came home. My dad was still alive. I was laying on the floor in the living room watching the show. I think I was watching Knight Rider. 
My dad came home and and out of his his hand, he put this dog on the floor. Gorgeous little dog. It's a big floof ball, big brown floof ball. The dog came up to me and I instantly, oh, it's my dog. Look at it. It's mine forever. We are best friends. My doggy. It was a little Chinese chow chow. One of the most gorgeous dogs I've ever owned in my entire life. And we, we all came to the collective agreement that the dog's going to name uh, Tigre, not Tigre, Tigre. I don't know why he looked like a lion. He didn't look like a tiger. I still don't understand this day why we came up with Tigre, but that's the, that was the name of the dog. Well, when I realized how badass this breed was, I was very excited when I started getting into my young adolescent life. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have a hood dog. I have one of these dogs that's going to be so goddamn badass, no one's going to want to mess with me. I'm not going to worry about getting messed with in the hood anymore because I'm going to put a big-ass chain on my chow chow. We're going to walk up and down the street, and I can actually go to the corner store without worrying about getting into a fight, getting shot at, or getting attacked by other dogs. I was very excited. So again, fast forward a few years. Now my dog is big, and my dog is, is old enough. I'm, I'm about 15 now at this time, and I'm like, okay, this is it. This is it. We're going to go out in the street. I'm going to walk the wild, and my dog is going to protect me. So I look at him. I say, Tigre, let's go. So I walk up to the gate. I'm, you know, I'm getting pumped up. You know, all I hear is Eye of the Tiger in the background. Getting struck. You know, I was pumped up. I opened the gate thinking, holy shit, this is actually going to happen. I'm going to walk around my own neighborhood without worrying about getting into a fight or getting bit by another dog. So I look at my trusty steed on the side of me. I say, Tigre, you ready? Dog looks at me. I'm like, that's dog for, let's go, boss. I open the door. The little asshole runs away. He runs away, goddamn down the street. There I am chasing him after him. Like, I, I just I just lost. I, I mean, he ran away. He, I mean, all you saw was ass and paws sprinting down the fucking road. So there I am following him. All you see is ass and feet chasing after this goddamn dog that has I mean, I'm behind this dog by at least a block. That's how fast this goddamn dog ran away. Gone. When I finally caught him, I realized, yeah, I can never do that again because I'm just going to get my ass whooped. (laughs) (laughs) How am I going to have a hood dog and the goddamn dog runs away every time I open up the gate? Doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I didn't train the dog either. The dog, don't get me wrong. I, it's not like I put any, uh, I didn't put any effort in trying to train, tra- trying to train the dog. I just know that don't ever open the gate again because that little asshole is going to run away. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. 11, 10 a.m. Texas time. Glad everyone is doing well. Hopefully your morning is doing well, starting off well. Hopefully everything is going your way. If not, just wait. It might be. I mean, I don't have any motivational quotes. I, I, I thought I did, but I, I really don't. But insert, insert motivational quote if you want. We're going to take a quick break. I'm getting a bunch of messages here on this other app. So let me answer these. That way I don't take time away from the radio and I can listen to some music while I answer these and, and iron everything out. Motorhead, Ace of Spades.
I'm saying? So understand me. You gotta be real hard. Don't treat her like a dog. But let her know you'll pull her card if she ever gets out of hand. What is you, a boy or a man? Stand up and tell baby you ain't gonna be shook. Yo, punk, yo, hook. On that SSSY, I don't know why, I don't stand by and just let a girl run over me, fool. I'm a man, can't you see, boy, you're hooked. Yeah, you're hooked. Might as well give it to me, man, let me do the wild thing. You're hooked. Shoot, I'll be popping it, man. You're hooked. Yo, man, check it out. Let me talk to you for a sec. What's up? You know, man, you ain't, you ain't doing it right, man. You know what the problem is? That ring I bought her, the diamonds no, weren't big enough. Man. I'm telling you, the diamonds were I'm going to, you know what she wants? I'm going to no, man. When no. I first met her, she said she wanted a vet. I'm going to get her a vet. I'm going to get the vet. No, man, hey, wait up. Come here, man. Now it's Saturday, the day you hate most. Why? Because from coast to coast, you see girls every day in the club cold kicking it. Reminds you a baby when you used to be with it. But now she took you one time for sex, and your soul sprung that the next time she seen you. We knew she had to leave you. Boy, you're hooked. I'm not hooked. Boy, you're hooked. Maybe she wants a Lamborghini. That last song, believe it or not, was Vanilla Ice, Hooked. One of my favorite songs by Vanilla Ice. I mean, that, that album was actually a decent album, his first album. I don't, know, I don't even know if he came out with the second album. I do remember that horrible-ass movie he came out with. I think it was like To the Extreme or some shit like that. The, the movie was horrible. He tried to copy uh, Prince. I think Prince Purple Rain was one of the best artist acting movies ever. I mean, Prince, just bottom line, is an amazing... Well, was an amazing artist. Super talented guy. You know what? I've been hearing a lot of things lately about baby accidents. Oops, this was an accident. Now, you know and I know very well, if you're sticking the, in the pee in the vagine and not wear protection or have any contraception, it is not a goddamn accident. For a lot of guys, you know very well your pullout game is weak. Why even try? And then say, oh, this was an accident. It was not an accident. You knew very goddamn well you were doing when you went to go uh, hit the wow, 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 wow. You knew what you were doing. It wasn't an accident. You have the risk. You know very well what was happening or what the possibility, the, the, what, what can happen, what, what was, what was going to be the outcome if you don't use proper protection. You took that risk and you failed. Don't call it a mistake. 
call it a lap of a lap of judgment <laughs> or or not being uh, Johnny on the spot or being a quick gun to where you can. And I don't even think pulling out works all the time anyway. You still have the leakage that goes in there that the little babies can get away in. If you don't want any if you don't want any more babies and you don't want to wear condoms, go get a vasectomy. It's that simple. It's better than having 17 kids from different people or having 17 kids your own self and wondering how you're going to support them and get frustrated because you have kids from uh, a, you know have you have 17 kids. Accidents. It's not an accident when you know exactly what you're doing. So here's a story. It was great. Now my middle child, my my Carissa cat. They were born when my wife, or they were conceived when my wife and I were separated. We were having that birthday sex, and one thing led to another. I obviously have a weak pullout game, and then boom, my wife is pregnant, which is hilarious at the fact that when my first daughter was, when we were trying to conceive for my first daughter, my first kid, it took a bunch of tries, and we failed miserably each and every single time. I think we tried a bunch of times and, you know, finally, obviously, it, you know, with, with my wife was able to get pregnant. But then with my second kid, we're going to have a quickie in the back room on my birthday. You know, that whole just a tip. Trust me, just a tip. And boom, pregnant. One shot, one kill. Boy, I tell you, I don't even know how that happened. I mean, I don't. I, hold on. I know how it happened. I mean, I, you know, I've, 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 I've had, I have had experience in that partaking of, of activity, but I, 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 one shot, one kill in the back room. It was a quickie. I said, just a tip. My wife said, okay. I was hot for the trot and boom, which I mean, I, again, my kid was not an accident by any means. My kid was not. Anything negative, it was, again, we were two consenting adults. I was, I was uh, ready in the mood. I was, what are those called? A hot toddy? I don't know if that's a drink. I think that's a drink. But I was ready to go. My wife let me, uh, let me get some loving and boom. <laughs> I was a sniper with that shit. But we weren't protected. We didn't, have, we didn't have any contraceptive. We didn't have any condoms. It was just, hey, let's just play the game just a tip and see what happens. Well, obviously, that's what happened. I guess I won the prize. <laughs> if you don't use a condom and you're not taking proper precautions, you're going to get pregnant. Bottom line, there's no way around it. Don't, don't give excuses on this or that or whatever it is. It's, you, don't have, you don't have an excuse. Just, just own up to it. You, you had sex without the protection and the prize was there. Now you have to take care of the your uh, your actions for the next however long you want to take care of the kid. Some people, <laughs> some people bow out right real quick, <laughs> right quick, fast, and in a hurry, and they don't even have a chance for the for the child for the child to be a full uh, what is that called a full uh, embryo or a full uh, fetus before they're out. They give uh, the mom a high five and say, "Yo, it's been fun." Now I'm gone. That's not right either. But hey, if you're going to have unprotected sex, do the right way. Use the condom. I mean, not, if you're going to have sex before you want to have kids with somebody, use, use protection. It's not that big of a deal. If you don't want to use protection, then 
Go get a vasectomy. Vasectomies are reversible. I mean, it's that simple. But for a lot of people, it's, oh, how are you going to take my manhood away? I am all that is man. You are not going to take that away from me. My whole purpose of life is to create offspring in this world. Shut up. It's not. You're not all that is man. You're not. No one wants 10,000 of your offspring. (laughs) Just go. Have fun. You be smart. Be safe. Don't, Don't call your kids an accident. The only accident was you thinking that you were you were quick on the draw. That's that was the accident. Boy, I tell you. I mean, if if you actually think about it, why would you why would you chance it? I I mean. I know why I chanced it. I mean, I I was still technically married. I always, I mean, I I wanted kids. I have my kids. And now I only have three. I got a vasectomy, got snipped up, quick, 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 real quick, and boom. Now I get to have all the fun I want. (laughs) So let me, uh, I have to prepare for this story. It's not really a story. It's a story slash, I don't know what you want to call it. So what I'm going to do, we're going to take a break. Tupac Ambitious as a rider. And then we're going to follow in by a song I am dedicating to George. After this Tupac song, I'm going to let this other song play. And it's going to be specifically for George. Bear 35, you are being dedicated to. I am dedicating this song personally to you. It's your favorite song that you and I, we've talked about it before. You've, uh, you've mentioned to me how much you enjoy it. So we're going to go ahead and blare this song after Tupac, Ambitious as a Rider. This, uh, the second song is going to be dedicated to George, a.k.a. Bear 35. Let me gather my, my story together, my wits, and uh, I will be right back. You're listening to Graveyard Grumbler Radio on RadioKing.com. I am the king of radio. You know, I just realized the goddamn squirrels are back. For those of you who, who don't remember, I actually had this squirrel saga a while ago where I thought my dog killed one of the mates of the squirrels. But apparently there's an orgy going on in the fucking wall now. There's at least, I mean, it sounds like there's at least 27 squirrels in there. I can hear them fighting and squeaking and running around. It's insane. We're going to take a quick break. Ambitious as a rider by Tupac. You are listening to Graveyard Grumbler Radio. It is 1126 Texas time. I am the king of radio. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't want to fuck with me. Got the police busting at me. But you can't do nothing to me.
and flower the precious crop dry up all the wounds with his rock and roll saws rock and roll saws Marilyn Manson with Angel with Scabbed Wings. That was a personal dedication requested by George Bear 35. Hey, man, I knew you were into rock. I you know, I told you you're going to have the greatest time exploring that rock genre. I'm trying to multitask again. but I'm, I'm not very good at multitasking. So I thought long and hard about this next story that I'm going to tell. I thought about it very long and hard, and I figured, damn, should I really go into this story? Should I really honestly get into what I wanted, what, what, the, what this next story is going to be? I thought about it for the last couple of days. I really thought long and hard. 
like, damn, you know, that there, there could be consequences. There could be some angry people. There could be a bunch of things that might have repercussions. But then I remembered, I snapped out of it real quick. Like, oh shit. What, what are you asking? You're the king of radio. Of course, I'm going to go into this story. Of course, I'm going to share with what I have on my mind. You think I'm not? That's the whole point of being the king of radio, doing whatever I want on my radio station. Be, you know, if they don't like it, I'm probably going to get a message from it or they just won't tune in anymore. You win some, you lose some. What I tell them is... I go home and get your fucking shine box. That's what I tell them. So a while ago when, my, when I was still separated, this all has to do when I was separated. When... One of the seasons, I don't, I, and I want to say it was around Christmas, either Christmas or Thanksgiving. I, I want to say it was Christmas. Well, I had a cousin. Now, I don't know if he's still alive or not. I, I have had, I don't know. There was a cousin who he himself was separating from his wife at the time. And we were all hanging out at, at my mom's house because that was the go-to hub for, for everyone to hang out at. And so we were all hanging there at the house, chilling, drinking. Of course, alcohol was involved. We were drinking, you know, tipping them back. Woo, booze, booze, woo. Well, this, this certain cousin on my mom's side enjoys talking shit about people. He enjoys making comments under his breath. Little comments, you know, like uh, it's not it's not a secret that I used to be a Raiders fan and realized how horrible it was to be a Raiders fan. And so I I switched teams and I am now a Cowboys fan. Well, he would make comments under his breath. It's like you're a turncoat. You're a bitch for like you're not liking the Raiders anymore. And when I ask him, dude, what'd you say? He wouldn't repeat it. He would just stare at me with this blank look. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Now, just give you a little background on this guy. He spent some time in jail, in prison. I think he spent like three years. And for some reason, because he spent time in in prison in three years, or he spent three years in prison, he was a tough guy. He was the biggest, baddest motherfucker around. And everyone should bow down at everything he says. Everyone should tremble in fear. Unfortunately, I'm not that guy. Again, if you want to you want to speak, you know, relevancy, my hands are rated Y just for you. So he spent a few years in prison, and from my understanding, he was just in a corner by himself trying to avoid from getting his cheeks clapped and getting his neck slit. He he was one of those loner guys who who spoke a big game once he got out of prison. Again, he was in there for a few years. So we're all hanging out here at the house. Not, not here at my house here in Texas. At my mom's house out in Bakersfield, California. Everyone had gone. The, the night was wrapping up and I was still drinking. I was still enjoying my, my time with my mom, listening to music. And this guy was going through it. He was crying like a little baby. It was fucking hilarious. Mind you, my wife and I were separated at the time as well. I had a lot of, I had a lot more time invested in my marriage than this jackass had in his. And so he he he's telling my mom, why does it hurt so bad? Why does it hurt? It just hurts so bad. <laughs> and I look at him and he's all <clears throat> there's nothing wrong. 
But as soon as I turned my back, he'd go back to whining and sniveling. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I turned around at him and I finally said it. I said, it was about time she left. She didn't even want to be with you to begin with. She only got with you because of her papers. And you're trying to think that this is long live marriage. You jackass. She's supporting you. You're not doing much but drinking and being a complete asshole. And you're over here complaining and crying because she left you. I would have left you a long time ago too. But you're over here going to try to tell me how, how I'm this and I'm that. But you're sniveling and crying over something re-fucking-diculous. It was the funniest thing ever. He tried to he tried to snap back at something saying, "Well, that's why you're this." Motherfucker, I'm not the one who married someone based off of promise to get them legalized in the country. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. People do that do it all the time from Europe, from other countries. It's not a big deal. But don't try to tell me that you're madly in love with someone who didn't give two shits about you. And then go over here and try to talk all big and bad. That you're better than everyone when you're here sniveling and crying like a little weasel, like a little baby. Come on, man. That night was the biggest, sweetest revenge because he just stared at me. And, and you know, my mom being the, the kind-hearted, loving person that she is to other people, she allowed him to snivel and cry and try to give some encouragement, some reinforcement. Everything, you know, it, it all works out if love is true. No, it's only going to work out if you stop being an asshole, stop being a fucking alcoholic, and, and actually do something with your life. Get your ass up and go to work for once. Don't stay at home. It's crazy to me that people have the audacity to sit there and talk shit about other people, snap little comments, but when they're confronted, don't say anything. I think he was one of the beginning earliest of the of the keyboard warriors. I truly believe that. And because of him, I have this next song dedicated to this situation. I'll play it in a minute. I, I, I'm still not done with my little rant and rave here, my little story. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty, I, I think they actually ended up getting back together. I, I don't, I don't really give a shit. I don't know if, if they're together or not. I really don't care. Uh, you know, that's, that's just whatever they do. But what, what cracks me up is how, how are you going to try to sit there that you're a stone cold killer? You're a thug. When you're over there crying over something that's completely in your control. Boy, I tell you. I mean, what do you what do you think gives people that that confidence? I, I don't know if it's confidence or what, but it, it, it's it's hilarious. Number one, it's freaking hilarious. You know, instead of trying to tell me, trying to talk shit to me, when you're the one who's crying and sniveling over something that was in completely in your control. Oh, man, if I was able to dance on his heart and soul that day, I would have tap danced the shit out of it. I would have river walked the shit out of that that opportunity. But my mom gave me the no sucesiendo nada. Don't tell him anything because I don't want any problems. Oh, my gosh, mom. All right. I'll give you this. It's your house. That's fine. But let it be known. You're a jackass. 
So this song right here is dedicated to my cousin who was going through it, crying like a little baby over something that was in his complete control. This is Bad Cop, Bad Cop, anti-love song. Dogs, get a coke, get rad. Well, I'm done writing love songs to anyone. To everyone, you won't get no more from me. I thought I'd spend my whole life writing agonizing love songs, but it's quick to fix and I'm done telling lies. Well, if you got a song from me, I'm taking it back, don't you see? You never seem to earn it anyway. Those songs I wrote when I was choked up over you now make me throw up in my mouth cause of this fantasy. Still silver, it was back when the country was strong. Back before Elvis and before Vietnam War came along. Before the Beatles and yesterday, when a man still worked, still would The best of the free life behind us now And are the good times really over for good And I we rolling downhill like a snowball kind of chance for the flag or the liberty bell I wish a Ford and a Chevy were still last ten years 
like the shooter It's the best of the Wish Coke was still cola and the joint was a bad place to be. And it was back before Nixon lied to us all on TV. Before microwave ovens, when a girl could still cook and still Best of the free life behind us now Are the good times really over for good I've been rolling downhill like a snowball Headed for hell With no kind of chance for the flag Liberty Bell I wish a Ford and a Chevy Would still last ten years Like they should Is the best of the free life Behind us now Are the good times really over For good Stop Make a Ford and a Chevy It'll still last ten years Like they should Cause the best of the free life Is still yet to come And the good times ain't over for Merle Haggard with Are the Good Times Really Over? That's a really good, really good country song. So I think it's really relevant now to a certain thing, to a certain point. I wouldn't say that the good times are really over. I really would, would say that a lot of things have changed and progressed, maybe for the good, maybe for the bad. So however you see it. Not sure exactly what the outcome is. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, have their own thing. All right, I'm trying to multitask again. My apologies. My apologies. I'm trying to, I'm trying to multitask. So what's everyone doing for Christmas? Is everyone having a good, uh, good time planned and, and all this other crap? Or are you just staying home and doing anything exciting? For me personally, I actually have the day off. This is one of the first companies that I've ever worked for that has given me the holiday off, and I actually love it. I'm I'm very excited. Although I am losing a little bit of money, 
not getting my holiday pay, which I asked if I can go in and work for a few hours just to get my holiday pay, and they told me no, haters. What's a normal holiday for people? I mean, for me, my worst holiday growing up for the longest time was the worst holiday that I had for myself or for me during a family events was, was Thanksgiving, man. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was ridiculously lame. I hated Thanksgiving here with my family. It, it was it was not my family now here in Texas since it's just us by ourselves. But during the family, I think for some reason, Thanksgiving was always the worst thing. People always got angry, were drunk and, and upset. It was crazy. People would just lose their mind, lose their mind for nothing. The one too many booze. And then what pissed me off the most was that Thanksgiving it was like, I understand we have to wait for people and this, but then we wouldn't be, we wouldn't eat until nine o'clock at night sometimes. Look, I'm hungry. I, 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 need to, I need to have a snack pack or something. Let me have a little bit of turkey wings. Christmas, for a lot of people, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a both happy holiday in general, but at the same time, it's just as much of a sad holiday. For all of my friends out there who, are, who will be alone, if you lived here in Texas, I would be more than happy to have you over for dinner and hang out and listening, you know, just at least have, be around somebody for a little while. My wife would be just as happy to have you over to hang out, have some dinner with us, just, just at least, you know, for part of the day to, to uh, fill some void that, that's going to be alone. For those of you who are going to be alone or for those of you who have issues, you know, hey, message me. I'll be, I'll be chilling and doing, just hanging out all day. I'll be more than happy to chat with you. If, I mean, my music will be playing on, on my radio station. I won't be live that day. I won't even be doing my podcast on Friday because I have a crap load to do. I have just tons and tons of things to do to get ready for the for Saturday. But yeah, I mean, I, Christmas to me is a weird thing. Christmas to me is is one of those where people expect you to be happy twenty four seven. But there's no rule saying that you that you have to. Hold on, I'm, I'm multitasking again. Hold on, hold on. All right, now we're back. <laughs> I'm going to master that that uh, whole transition to to uh, multitasking, being able to text and and type and conversate, <laughs> have a conversation on the on the radio at the same time. <laughs> so I, I I had a flashback Friday. I mean, I know it's not Friday, but there was a flashback on this show called The Gilmore Girls. I saw something online about it, and Gilmore Girls one of the worst shows I have ever heard in my entire life. My niece watched it when I was younger. She, she absolutely enjoyed that show. And I would kick back and I would try to listen to that show. I, I would give it the benefit of the doubt. And it was one of the most horrendous shows. The, 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 the acting was bad. The, the, the mana, the, what is that called? The, uh, I can't think of the word right now. The, the script was bad. 
the way they delivered the script was horrible. They, I mean, it was literally emotionless. There was no excitement in it. It was literally, I'm, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a little reenactment of it. So this is the, the Gilmore Girls speaking on uh, something where they want to go eat. But, and this, this, this is pretty much how the show went. Yeah, I'll be more than happy to get pizza. Pizza sounds really great. I think so. Oh my gosh, you really don't want pizza? Oh, pizza is one of the best things ever. What? You can't really have pizza? Pizza is great. I know, no, 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 you don't understand pizza. Pizza is my life. I understand pizza doesn't like everybody. I know you understand pizza, but pizza is right down the street and pizza is one of those things that we can do right here, right now. It's right down the street from us. I don't understand why you don't like pizza. Uh, why don't you like pizza? My life is literally over right now. You don't think pizza is that important to me? Pizza is very important to me. That was literally how the show went. That's exactly how the script was written. That's how they delivered. It was one of the most horrendous shows I have ever listened to in my entire life. I don't know how shows like that even get on the air. I don't even know how many seasons that show was even around. Let me look that up real quick. Let me put let me put everybody on pause real quick. The Google app is the better way to search when I see something wicked on my feed. And I need to know where I can get it. Shopping with a screenshot. Now look at me, 
You can't see a nigga, I'm what you used to be Look at it this way, you niggas sideways Always getting money, my nigga crime pays So fuck a nigga, I'm self-made You a sucker nigga, I'm self-paid It's for my broke niggas, it's for my rich niggas Got a hundred on the head of a snitch nigga I think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover Whipping work Hallelujah, one nation, under God Real niggas getting money from the fucking star I think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover Getting work, hallelujah One nation, under God Real niggas getting money from the fucking star You're 36, hoes leave you bleeding bandits Words in them 36, O's in a kilogram Blunt tip, orange like caviar Wildin' out, fishtail and Subaru Rally car, out the passenger Letting the automatic off For egg of that girl I knock your mommy and your daddy off Fuck around and knock the emblem on that carry off Four shooters bugging out Blickin' at your carry doors And did I mention Guns from Red Dead Redemption Nine mils, 50 clip extensions Coke is like a mattress in the hood I'm flippin' on it And the money's like a chair I'm sittin' on it I think I'm Big Meech Larry Hoover Whippin' work Hallelujah One Nation under God, real niggas getting money from the fucking start. I think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover, getting work. Hallelujah, One Nation. Under God, real niggas getting money from the fucking start. Birthday, it's your birthday. If I die, they me inside uh, Lewis style. Uh, they ask me what I do and who I do it for. All right, so what I'm going to do next, I mean, I, I I was trying to get the Gilmore Girls thing going on, and I was trying to get my rant and rave, but it didn't it didn't really work that way. <laughs> so my I mean, bottom line was Gilmore Girls suck, and I just got a flashback, made my eye twitch a little bit here, and I have a special treat now. Let's move on. Holy shit, I've been on the air for two hours. So what I'm going to do now is I am going to try and get... Sarah from Toronto on the line. She wants to share a paranormal experience that she had. I'm excited. As everyone knows, I am super into the paranormal. That is one of my favorite things ever. I mean, it freaks me out. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It freaks me out. I'm not going to lie. But I love it. It's one of those deals where you can't live with it and I can't live without it. So I'm going to go ahead and listen to 2 Chain's birthday song while I set up this phone call. Hopefully it works the way I, I, I imagined it. And we'll go ahead and get her on the line. We're going to listen to 2 Chain's birthday song and then probably the Ramones uh, Blitzkrieg pop. Enjoy. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. When I die. Cook, get into it. I'm in the kitchen. Yams everywhere. 
shit made of jewels. I got bands everywhere. Bam. You the realest nigga breathing if I hold my breath. Bam. Referee, will the whistle. <laughs> hold his tech. Extend no clip. Extend no roll. When your girl leave me, she need a house alone. Have we kill it going on the chopper thumb? See, I done had my bones in Pakistan. Dope bum, drove bum, and a pill bum. See, nigga, I'm balling you in real car. When I die, bury me inside the jury style. When I die, bury me inside the jury style. True to my religion, to everything I'm too different. So when I die, bury me next to two bitches. They ask me what I do and who I do it for. And how I come up with this shit up in the studio. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. When I die, bury me inside the Gucci style. When I die, bury me inside the Louis style. Doing, huh? It's my birthday, I deserve to be greedy, huh? She holding out, she ain't giving to the needy, huh? You go downstairs and fall asleep with the TV on. Y'all been together 10 years, you deserve a menage. Especially if you put that BMW in a garage. Especially if you paid a couple payments on her mama crib. Went to her niece's graduation, man, I hate those kids. Last birthday, she got you a new sweater. Put it on, give her a kiss, and tell her do better. She said, how about I get you jewelry from the West End? How about she hit the West End and get a bed? Friend. I'm joking, I'm just serious. I asked her, don't be acting like no actress. If we preaching, then we practice. Don't be reaching, don't be touching shit. We in Kanye West Benz, cause I will turn you back to a pedestrian. And they ask me what I do and who I do it wow. And how I come up with this shit up in the studio. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. When I die, me inside the Gucci style When I die, bury me inside the lowest style All I want for my birthday is a big booty house All I want for my birthday is a big booty house It's your birthday, it's your birthday Bad bitch contest, you in first place You in first place, you in first place Bad bitch contest, you in first place I show up with a check to your workplace. Uh, they hand the valet the keys to the Mercedes. Tell the DJ play your song, this shit come out. Uh, what I'm seeing from the back, I came from. Uh, they ask me what I do and who I do it for. When I die, bury me inside the booty club. Get it, go, get it, go, get it, get it, go. I might switch it up and get you go. They ask me what I do and who I do it for. Shit up in the studio. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. When I die, bury me inside the Gucci style. When I die, bury me inside the Louis style. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. Do say yay, We like Snoop and Dre, and Dre. And it's your birthday, baby, baby. You deserve a coup today. Wow!
one to hear all right that works all right everyone this is uh, tina romero king of radio here i have sarah from toronto on the line sarah you are live and she is gracious enough to share a story with us a very paranormal i, I don't know if it's a freaky story but pa all paranormal stories are freaky regardless of what 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 they are it's still freaky all right so actually tino hasn't heard the story and i was just telling him like i hope i haven't built it up that it doesn't have a disappointing ending. Like, is that it? Is that it? Uh, and I apologize in advance. So uh, I am from Toronto. So if I have a strong Canadian accent and I speak, I, and I've been told I speak fast. So I apologize in advance. Oh, you're fine. Your accent's fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't have an accent. You have an accent. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> okay. So long story short. So, and all these stories, like, you know, it never happens at 3 p.m. It always happens at like midnight or late at night. But I guess you maybe that's you wouldn't be scared at, at, if it was 3 p.m. Uh, but anyway, it was about 10 p.m. or 11 o'clock. I was just getting ready for bed. And, and just to give context, like I, I live alone. I live in a house. And um, I heard this sort of beeping sound coming from downstairs. And then it was sort of one of these like cat and mouse, like, you know, I'd kind of get, it was coming from downstairs where like I I'd get up and as soon as I got downstairs, you know, the beeping would stop. And it kind of, this happened a few times and, you know, it was sort of aggravating because it's like, you know, I didn't want to keep waking me up all night. And I thought it, it possibly would have been the, the smoke detector, just, you know, needing batteries. Sometimes when they die, they, they start beeping. Right. Um, and, and now, now I'm losing track of my story. Um, anyway, so I went down, or at one point, sorry, I was upstairs, and I figured out that it sounded like the microwave, like someone pressing buttons. And so I'm like, well, that's not possible. You know, that, that can't happen. Uh, and But went down, and of course, like walked around, nothing, you know, nothing was beeping. Anyway, get back upstairs. <laughs> and, you know, this is a true story. Um I got back into bed and the microwave started going on, turned itself on all by itself oh, and was spinning around. <laughs> and then, you know, you have this terror where, or I had this. Oh, what happened to the call? All right, hold on. We'll try to get her back on. Uh, technical difficulties. Hold on. We'll get her back on the line. Go back to Orgy Blue Monday. I was all into that story too. Damn technology. Hold on. I see a ship in the harbor. I can't shadow bay. But if it wasn't for your misfortunes, I'd be a heavenly person today. And I thought I was mistaken. I thought I 
Let me define it, you can rewind it after I finish spitting. Now what the y'all to tell me if you know somebody in your town and fit the description. A sucker, a ignorant motherfucker. One of them showboat and high side and want to get some attention. Well, hopefully we get her back on the line. I'm trying to, so I wonder if we lost connection or what, but let me try it. All right, let me let me let me try to get her back on. Hold on, everybody. Hold. This flashy, bitch. She asking me if they can ball a couple of bucks until Tuesday. Think that man gon' say no, man? That man be tryna play cat and say no. Get Mark ball all on the sneaky, can I be trapping that setup house? You see, Bruce is that old nigga with that old. Go around his ghetto, go around his motherfucking house, go around his motherfucking pit. Got everybody in the town thinking he's sitting nice on at least twenty keys, but Bruce moving that but half thing. Boy, straight fuck with some of y'all niggas dumps, racking and boasting, trackin' boasting. How can I make this shit clear? Y'all really wanna know who the man's behind the best act? Well, look at ya, show nothing, Bruce boss, and that's for show. Cause Bruce be Front yourself up. Man, y'all niggas just don't know the ones you least expect. You know them square ass niggas in your city. They the ones be having a grip, man. They ones you be sitting ready. Instead of trying to be the super to start a fucking track back. But a nigga really need to do is kick back and straight stack, man. Cause I've been on this earth for like being in some mod and Tripping up how these niggas out here be straight transforming. Laughing and smiling, loving and hugging a brother granite. Yeah. Turn around and talk behind your back the next minute. Bitch, we call him Boosie. Let me defund it. You can rewind up in a spittin'. But what about Boosie? It be the Boosie motherfuckers. And your time is always done Be the boosie motherfuckers And your time is always done Yourself on front street, sloppy grinding, fellizing, bitch buying pussy liquor. What they be saying? That's what hell has be saying about that pussy nigga. Uh. And uh, in case some of y'all ain't knowing this, do to do almost anything to get noticed. Like uh, pull out his whole bank account, dang near everything he owns, and, uh, and tell everybody in the hood that he got a chip in his phone. And how the fuck you gonna be about your scratch when you gossip like a batch and all them fools knowing your stash? Yeah, that ain't no shot uh. shit, nigga. That's that hoe shit. You just shit. keep on doing what the fuck you doing and watch your perm get peeled. Riding around here, loose, sticking out dumb like a soul thumb. Nigga, tell a truth. Don't have a gun, but I need one. Uh, you wanna come up quick in this old shit so you can get it. Get but how the fuck you gonna make your rabbies giving out credit to tweakers, uh, drummers, uh, drifters, uh, leftovers, yeah. geekers, zombies, mm. folks that steal from their mommies. Damn. When I was doing my thing, I had stuff. I was doing my thing. Selling that white girl, you should've seen me. You would've been proud of your nigga, cause I was brilliant with it. I snuck in and stuck out without slipping it. <laughs> get what you need out the game and sit your ass down and get your money and some things and start clocking out. Let me define it, you can it after I finish spitting. But what about Boosie? It be the Boosie motherfuckers and your time is always done. It be the Boosie motherfuckers and your time is always done.
dedicated to all the DJs all over the world, man. One for the treble, two for the bass. Come on, Tokanina, <laughs> let's rock this place. Checks in the place, everybody get many. Punks better come your lady, can't nobody tame me. Blame me for keeping a runny yard rainy. Ladies used to hate me, now they come out, now they pay me. These girls on the chop shack, pocket full of socks shack. Got a fat knot shack, something gon' squat. Yeah. Down, 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 down for the block. Yeah. Try to be hot, but you drop, wanna be shot through the top, but you not. When I seen when my team hit the scene It must be a dream Hit the stage, everybody holler Getting thrown, ripping shows for a bigger dollar Father, I don't wanna leave nobody too blessed Cause they greedy in the middle of what I do best You finna see me in the TV with a few guests We bout to bubble, baby, get your waterproof vest Let me get you back on. Yeah. All right. We're back with Sarah from Toronto. We're going to finish up the story. Last we heard was that there was uh, microwave noises and the microwave turned on and the entity is ready to make some popcorn. All right, Sarah, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I don't know what, ha- what happened. I was yapping away and then finished the whole story and thought it was kind of odd. You, you didn't say anything. And then the connection had dropped. Um, yeah. So anyway, the, the, I went downstairs and, you know, I can't remember if I had said, or if you'd heard this, like, you know, three things kind of go through my mind that one is, you know, did somebody break into the house and turned on, you know, turned on the microwave, you know, did it turn it itself, you know, itself on by itself, uh, you know, or did an entity, you know, turn on and, um, and I can't remember, like I said, don't know where it was in the story, but like, you know, you can't, I couldn't just lie in bed and just cowering in fear like you know i'm confident enough that you know i could you know whatever it was is confronted you know directly and so i went downstairs and the microwave is clearly on by itself spinning i'm sure i'm still connected um and you know i'm just like you know kind of like uh i stood in my tracks like you know i kind of was stunned in fear like just you know what to do because i i actually didn't even want to touch it because i didn't want any you know entities transferring to me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so as it turns out, I just unplugged it. And so it went off by itself. And I, I'm just such a, I'm a, I, I love the paranormal. I love ghost stories. I, I read so much. But, you know, I'm also a realist and I, I'm a practical person. So I actually did Google, 
you know, can a microwave turn itself on by itself? And apparently it can. So I actually read, and there are actually many threads on there, and I think it's GE, like General Electric Microwave, which what it is what it was. And they say sometimes the residual power in the keypad part of it can actually, um, which, which the beeping on the keypad was, and it can actually, there's enough power to actually turn itself on. Oh, yeah, and sorry, one thing I forgot to say in the other stories is when it was on, uh, it actually said the numbers 2222. What the hell? It, and then when I did Google it, some people said they had gotten the numbers like 666 or regardless of that. So I, I wasn't, it wasn't as glamorous as that, but it was 22, I think it was 2222. But even so, that, they said, go ahead. I'm sorry. Pardon? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah. Well, anyway, so it had the numbers on it and I Googled it. So they say that just residual power. So they said actually in one of the threads, which is really interesting, is even if you've unplugged your microwave, don't be surprised if it still turns itself back on, even though it's unplugged and it's not a, an evil entity, it's still that residual power. So they said just m- what you should do is keep the microwave door open and unplug it and then it shouldn't go back on <laughs> then- again. So that's what I did. Um, but, you know, still in the back of my mind is um, – have you ever seen, or I used to watch like ghost hunting stories about the Winchester house? Yeah, I've seen. And that was, that. you know, the widow, I think it was Sarah Winchester, that she inherited all the money from, I think it was the Smith & Wesson guns, and built this home with like, what is it, 200 rooms or something. And, and I do remember watching one where there were these camera people, you know, who actually, you know, weren't so into the paranormal, were just there to film it. Where, you know, they did say things like, you know, they'd bring their cameras and it would, they'd have like whatever, 10 spare batteries. And you, I just read the one case and it's like all the, ba- all the, the batteries got drained. As soon as they got to the location, all the, pa- the batteries were drained of power. So I kind of do believe that entities could do something like that. Like that's actually something I do believe. And so, I mean, with the microwave, it's, it, I'm kind of undecided, but you know, I do usually err on the, the side of just, you know, practical <laughs> and logical stuff that, you know, if this did happen to other people with general electric microwaves, that it's possible that, you know, this is what happened here. I th- here here's my theory. I mean, yeah. if it happened one time where you heard the beeping and, okay, I understand, uh, you know, the, the overage of power and stored power, but for it to keep going on for some, for multiple times and, when you can hear it just turning on and, and powering up and it actually starting to cook an invisible hot pocket, I believe the entity wanted a hot pocket. I mean, it, it had to be something to where there was a, some, maybe some of that entity was caught in the afterlife and was in the middle of their, their making their food. But it's just, it's just bizarre to me that 2222, I mean, if anything, it'd be zero, zero and then one or something, or it would have eight, eight or something yeah yeah exactly so you know with the with a boost of power when there's a shortage and it comes back on but it, that's just a little too fishy I, it might not be a harmful one i mean if all it did was was just power up the microwave but if i mean being alone hearing that going downstairs and then it's you said it stopped and then when you went back you were heading back up then it turned on again is that what you said i think that's what you said. yeah okay see that that's too much of a coincidence that's too much of more than just overage of power to me at least that's the way i, I think okay. about it <laughs> Now, now you're going to get me scared again. 
Well, okay. And then another thing. So anyway, in my mind, I just kind of, you know, I guess because I have to live here. And I mean, my house is a hundred years old. So, you know, like, and I'm sure, and like, you know, I live in Toronto where, you know, I, you know, I'm certain like, you know, even a hundred years ago, it's like, you know, people died at home. So, you know, and that actually doesn't bother me that, you know, people die and whatever, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I've been cat sitting. I have a friend. <laughs> she actually went down to Miami for Christmas and she uh, asked me to take care of her three cats. So I actually have a webcam set up downstairs, kind of half security and half, but after the fact of the microwave. And you know what? There was one night where I was actually watching the cats on the webcam and I actually did see these orbs and it looked like orbs kind of floating around which was kind of strange. Like, you know, I mean, Toronto, we're in the middle of winter. Like, there are no flies in the house. And I, you know, and la- actually last night I was going to try to videotape them because I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe if you and I talk and I can post something. And of course I didn't see anything. But so it is possible that, you know, there are entities around. And um, w- when it happened with the microwave, it was an old microwave. Like, I, I did get it new. It wasn't a used one. And it was over 10 years old. And I actually just did put it outside in the curb. So lately in the last couple of years since COVID, people have been like decluttering their houses and they'll leave stuff. Like I've gotten a lot of stuff from other people. They just leave it. And instead of taking it to thrift stores, they'll just leave it and and people will just take it. So I thought, okay, well, I'll take it out. And if nobody takes it, then I'm going to sell it on eBay. And I'm going to put a, I'm going to say it's a haunted microwave, (laughs) $10,000, right? Oh, you get hit on that real quick. They would, they'd have the equipment. Anyway, someone took it the next day. That, that day I put it out and someone took it that afternoon. So I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, could you imagine if you left it out there on the, on the sidewalk and unknowingly it was just beeping and going off? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Gosh. You know what? I actually, yeah, I actually, the door was closed to it. So it's possible that could have happened. But oh my God. <laughs> out of my hands. I, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not a weenie by any means. I'm really not. And I, I live in a two-story house myself, but I'll tell you right now. If I'm sitting in my loft and I hear my microwave go off, I'm turning white, my butthole's puckering up, and I'm not going to move. Yeah. Because I don't want to yeah. hear it. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it doesn't ha- if it had happened at 3 p.m., that would have been different. But like, you know, it happens at like 10 p.m. And like, you're already ready for bed, or at least I am, you're ready for bed. And like, it scared me to death. Right. That's very, that, you have every reason to be that yeah. freaked out. That's so, 10 p.m. And the microwave goes yeah, off. Yeah. But now I... <laughs> Now I am concerned about, you know, because like I said, I, I do find things on the curb and, and I do like I actually got a, cur- a really good Keurig coffee machine that way. Like it was somebody else's. But now I'm thinking it was after the fact <laughs> with the microwave. Like, maybe, you know, you, it's possible to bring something in, you know, some haunted that, object that, in. Yeah, they do latch on to that stuff. I mean, what what would be the, the suggestion? I mean, it would be it would spray it down with with holy water or get it blessed. Or how would you how would you say? I don't Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But. It, regardless of now, since then, I haven't, you know, I, although I may have seen things on the, the webcam, I, I haven't had any other types of things. So it's like you said, it was either some kind of, you know, entity with a communication, but, you know, now they're going to have to find another way of communicating. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, <there's laughs> the <no>, portal. <laughs> no more hot pockets for them. The, my, <laughs> the microwave <laughs> portal is now closed. You know what? I actually, and I never replaced it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to survive without a microwave because it kind of, you know, I, I, I'm still a little nervous about it. So I just, I, I yeah, now I just use my oven if I have to, uh, to you know, reheat things. Yeah, that's so. probably the safest way. Just just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So you had a great show uh, I and I love your podcast. And I sent you, yeah, I, I think I sent you that, I mean, in the new year, because, you know, I want you to enjoy Christmas and New Year's that there are other, like the Ken and Barbie killers, the, there's like uh, Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka, and they had kind of a, a gruesome killing spree, but uh, a fascinating story. Yeah. I'm actually doing research on that. That's why I took the Friday off because I have so much to ah, do on okay. that. So yeah, that's, All the, right. that's the next one that was going to happen. All right. Well, Merry <laughs> Christmas, Happy New Year, and, and we'll talk later. You too. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate yeah, you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know about everyone there. I, I saw the chat going off and I couldn't really jump in and look at it. But again, I'm not I'm not a weenie by any means. But I mean, if I hear a microwave going off in the middle of the night by by I mean it's 10 o'clock at night. Why is the goddamn entity out there trying to make a hot pocket anyway? I would have done the same thing, sir. I would have got rid of my, I would have got rid of my micro, my microwave ASAP Rockies right quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, I mean exactly what Marcos. What if the door did close and it and it turned back on after she opened the door? Boy, I tell you, that is some crazy. That that's a you know that that there wasn't the the build up to that story was perfect Sarah because it was uh, we we were we were any means that was a pretty freaky ass story like I said if if it happened once with a little beeping here or there that's that's cool but for you to walk upstairs or come down then it stops and then you turn around and go back upstairs and then it starts going off again yeah that that's a little that's a little too much a little little suspicious right there I don't I'm not sure exactly. How that to I, 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 screw that microwave? I would have got rid of it too. Give me a toaster oven or something. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, paranormal shit is really freaky. It really is. I I, I don't. I'm one of those skeptics. I I, I want to believe, but at the same time, I don't want to believe because if I believe, then what happens if something latches onto me and it starts tormenting me for the rest of my life? I don't want that. I don't want to be tormented. I don't, I don't want that to happen at all. But at the same time, I'm a realist, like Sarah mentioned. I want to know why and what and what's the reason why it happened. But then when I read about it and there's so many coincidences, my mind automatically goes to, well, what if they're, these people are experiencing the same sort of entity or the same trying to, com- they're trying to communicate in the same fashion. And that's why these specific microwaves or specific, uh, what is these things called? Household utility, what are those uh, machines? are all working the same fashion. Yeah, Lee, that's, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, I was going to buy a book about demonology, but then I realized what happens if I buy this book and I start reading about it, then I start un, you know, unintentionally opening myself up and inviting people over or inviting entities over. I don't, I don't want that. I, don't, I really don't want that. I already get tormented enough with other things in my life. I don't want to be tormented by this crap. Boy, I tell you, that's crazy. Let's take a quick break. We're going to wrap up the show here in a little bit. We're listening to Motorhead, Born to Raise Hell.
All right. I, the paranormal has always been a great subject for me. We were listening to Motorhead, uh, Born to Raise Hell, one of my favorite songs, R.I.P. Lenny Kilmeister. Lemmy, one of the, he's a badass bass player. I mean, what do you, honestly, if you were to walk into your house or a room and all of a sudden you have the creepity creepies popping around your house, what do you do? I mean, I joke around about, about, a lot of stuff, but that stuff is real. I mean, that, that stuff can really freak a lot of people out. I don't, I'm probably going to set up a segment for the next show. We're going on two hours and 45 minutes here. It's 1243 Texas time. And we're going to go ahead and end the show there. Cause I still have a lot of stuff that I want to get to, but I'm going to save it for the next show. Cause my, uh, I'm running out of water. My throat is getting a little bit dry. I don't know how those guys do it. Four five, six hours. That's a lot of hours on the radio. So I'm going to stay in the group chat. I'm going to stay in, on Discord for a little while. I'm going to play a few more songs. I still have a, a few more songs that I want to get out. And uh, after that, I'm going to end it. Again, I'm not doing a pod show tomorrow, Friday. I'm taking the day off. I have a lot of holiday stuff I need to get done. So other than that, I want to thank everybody very, very much for listening to the show, tuning in and interacting. I, you guys mean everything to me. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast as well. Again, you guys, it means a lot to me. So it really, really does. Thanks to everybody who's listened to my podcast has already gotten over 11,000 downloads. It's amazing. When I first started my podcast, I never thought I was going to even get a hundred downloads. Now I have over 11,000 downloads. I love it. Again, we're going to go ahead and uh, finish up the show. Now we're going to end it. I'll be in discord still playing out some jams. We're going to listen to Tupac, California love. And we're going to have another special dedication to Bear 35 after California Love by Tupac and Dr. Dre. I'm going to tune in next week, next Thursday, same time, 10 a.m. Texas time, Central Standard Time here in the States. We're going to have another radio show. I have a bunch. I have a ton of more things that I've been getting notes on today so I can bring about, bring it up on the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, I still will be live on in Discord. So go ahead and hit me up on Discord and, go ahead and we'll have a little chat in there. And as always, good morning, good day. Good night. Goodbye. This is the King of Radio. You're listening to the Graveyard Grumbler radio station on RadioKing.com.
dreaming Soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing hoochie screaming Fainting for money and alcohol, the life of a west side player with cows die And a strong ball, only in Cali will we riot, not rally to live and die In LA we wear chucks, not valleys, yeah, that's right Dressed in lopes and khaki suits and ride is what we do Flossing but have caution, we collide with other truths Famous because we throw jams Worldwide, let them recognize from Long Beach to Rosecrans Bumping and grinding like a slow jam It's west side
rolling out a switchblade That's kinda trifle, cause that's a knife oh, AK-47, assault rifle Hold the 50, I'm nifty, pow I got a new style, watch out now I hate motherfuckers claiming that they fold bank But steady talking shit in the home tank First you wanna step to me Now your ass screaming for the deputy They send ya the Charlie
Running over pedestrians in a spaceship while they're screaming at me. Let's just be 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mom does more dope than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper. Make a record about doing drugs and name it after. You know you blew up when the women rush your stands. You try to touch your hands like some screaming Usher fans. This guy White Castle asked for my autograph, so I signed it. Dear Dave, thanks for the support, asshole. Yeah, tell him that I slit his throat in his dream I had. Hi, my name is Hi. 